anything that you're experiencing, any darkness, any struggle, I promise you, you are not alone in that. It will always try to pull you down and it loves when there's evidence that you messed up by not listening to it. And that is one of the sneakiest tricks that it has. And it's not just that you take scary action, but you come from a place and a way of being in the world that is so much more sustainable. Welcome to the Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik. And my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Jess. I am the host of this podcast, which is something that I absolutely love doing. If you've listened for a while, you might have picked up on that. I'm also a women's career and leadership coach and a professional in the nine to five space. And I'm really excited about today's episode because I'm talking about mindset. And when you're thinking about building your confidence and you're wanting to feel better, in your role so that you can show up with 100% of what you have to give. Mindset is a huge piece of that puzzle. Now, it's not the whole puzzle. I think that in order for you to become the most confident, powerful version of yourself, there's this bigger holistic picture that needs to come together. And that picture involves some mindset work. It involves leadership development and figuring out what kind of leader you aspire to be and why. It can often also involve practicing your voice, getting in your body, creating comfort, using your voice in different ways. And as all of those things start to come together, you begin to emerge as a new version of you. It's like you shed old layers and you come forth as this version of you that is still the same person, but has this strength and confidence and embodied wisdom that just helps you feel stronger. And when you feel stronger, not only do you show up at a much higher level in your job, But you also stop being so afraid of the hard situations. One of the most interesting things that you will notice as you go through your own process of transformation and building confidence is that your relationship to situations that previously caused you a lot of fear and anxiety will slowly, bit by bit, begin to change. And when you build that deeper confidence and you work on all of those puzzle pieces, you aren't so afraid of the tough situations. And it's not that they don't feel hard anymore. And it's not that all of a sudden, like that big scary meeting just feels like the easiest thing in the world. It's not quite that. But what happens is, as you are approaching that big scary meeting and you feel that feeling of dread or that feeling of fear, there's a part of you that feels bigger than that fear. There's a part of you that's like, I can tackle that. And there might still be some uncertainty and there might still be some doubt woven in there, but there's a sense of resilience and almost a trust within yourself 
that you're going in and you're going to weather that storm versus the storm is going to totally consume you. And that is like one of the most beautiful things that you can work on developing. And mindset is a huge and very important piece of that puzzle. And I love mindset because when we get our mindset in the right place, it can free us from so much suffering. So one of the things that has been like the most like humorous and upsetting and shocking to me as I've become a coach and learned about helping people get to a state of higher performance and learning to get myself into a state of higher and higher performance. The thing that has like appalled me and that I am in endless fascination with is the human brain and how much it tries to create havoc in our lives. Like, it's so crazy because I don't know about you, but like when I think about brains, I think about them as like a good thing, like a brainiac, like a brain is a thing that solves problems and helps you be smart. So like, I always had this very positive view of my brain. But as I began to deepen my knowledge of like, what blocks us from feeling confident and what blocks us from taking the action we want to take, the answer is so often the brain. And so while it's like this wildly powerful tool that like for us as women, like it knows how to make a baby, like it knows how to make a baby human that like nothing else in the world knows how to do. And it's so good at a jillion other things. It even though it's like so great at those things, it has some weird characteristics about it that once you sort of catch on to these characteristics, you can actually start to get rid of or learn to address some of the things that prevent you from feeling confident. And so I want you to think about this episode and I want you to think about mindset in general as developing a bit more of an intentional relationship with your brain. And this is one of the most important things to put in place if you're trying to change or be more confident because so much of the experience that you are having right now is being driven by things that are happening in your brain. And once you start to understand that, well, it's sort of like, a ridiculous thing to see. And like, you see how your brain has all of these horrible negative thoughts, and it's like kind of dark and terrifying in there. At least once you know about it, you can start to do something about it, right? So it's kind of like this wild adventure. I think of mindset as a crazy, wild adventure, a roller coaster ride. It is not all fun, let me tell you that, because there's dark things in your brain, there's fears, there's demons, there's skeletons in the closet. But Those are exactly the things that you need to understand and look at so that you can become that version of you who shows up with 100% of what you have to give. So in today's episode, I wanted to give you like some really basic, basic foundations of mindset that will help you at work in so many ways. It'll help you at work. It'll help you in your life. Like this is something that will just help you. And to help you understand this, I'm going to kind of paint this fictional scenario, and then I'm going to tell you kind of what it means for you and why it's so important. So here's what I want you to imagine. And you know I like asking you to imagine things, and I hope that you like imagining things too, because like, it's so fun, right? Okay, so here's what I want you to imagine. 
I want you to imagine that in your room where you sleep every night next to your bed on the nightstand is like this old school typewriter. Now, <laughs> I think there might be like some generational divides that come into play because I I have typed on a typewriter before. So when I was little, I remember going to where my dad worked and typing on the typewriter and I thought it was like the funnest thing ever. But <laughs> I feel like some of you who listen to the show might be so young that you've never typed on a typewriter. And there might be some of you that have like possibly used a typewriter more than I have. Anyway, I just find I find the generational differences with technology fascinating. But either way, I'd like you to imagine a typewriter next to your bed on your nightstand. And you know, like with the mechanics of the typewriter, it's like you push down the button and then that button is connected to like this like metal thing with the letter on it that has the ink. And like when you push the button, it makes, I think, I, I hope I'm describing this right, but it like makes the metal thing go onto the paper with the ink. So then it puts the letter on the paper. It's actually like fascinating. And this is making me want a typewriter. But anyway, I want you to imagine then that this typewriter types on its own. So it's just like as if there's an invisible ghost typing on it. And like you just see the keys on it like being pushed down as if someone was there typing, but there's no one there. It's like this phantom typewriter that types things on its own. And as typewriters do, it'll type a few sentences and then spit out a piece of paper with a few sentences on it. And I want you to imagine that every morning, <laughs> this typewriter that is next to your bed starts typing up some sentences. And every morning you pick up the paper and you read the sentences. And the sentences that this typewriter types, they are not very nice. In fact, they are very negative. They are self-critical. They don't feel good to read. And they say things like, you are going to mess up today. OMG, I can't believe what you did yesterday. You never get anything right. You can never be good at this. You are destined to fail. And I want you to imagine that every morning you wake up and you take this message from the typewriter and you believe that it's true because all you have ever known all your life is waking up every morning and having this typewriter type this page and you believe that the typewriter is a truth-telling machine. And because you believe it's a truth-telling machine and because you believe what it's saying, you feel awful because it says really mean and awful things. So you wake up, typewriter types something really mean, you take the paper and you're like, oh, that doesn't feel good. And you move through your entire day with this sentence in your mind that this typewriter has generated for you. Now, I want you to imagine then that one day you wake up and you go to the typewriter to grab your negative message of the day, but this time the message is different and the typewriter has typed, the sky is green. And you're like, huh, that's weird. Like number one, this is really different. And number two, <laughs> the sky is definitely not green. But then a few more days go by and the typewriter types its usual like critical stuff about you. But then another day happens, you wake up and the typewriter types something about you 
that you're like, that's not true. So maybe you had a presentation actually go really well at work and you wake up the next morning and you get a message from the typewriter that's like, you really messed that up. And you're like, wait a minute, like I didn't mess up the presentation. That went really well. And all of a sudden you're like starting to get suspicious (laughs) and you're starting to like, wonder what's going on. And as more and more time goes on, you start getting a mixture of messages from the typewriter. And some of them are the usual self-critical ones about how horrible you are and about how you mess things up. And then some of them are facts that aren't true at all. And what would happen after a while if the typewriter continued down this path is you would start to shatter your belief that everything that the typewriter tells you is truth. So, you know, before it said that the sky is green and before it started typing up things that you knew for sure were wrong, you just lived your entire life believing everything that was ever written on this piece of paper that this typewriter printed just because you did. And as soon as you start seeing these messages that you know can't quite be right, it begins to crumble your paradigm of belief about the truth of what this typewriter types. So you've been moving through your life all of this time with this underlying thought that what the typewriter says is true. And all of a sudden, when the typewriter starts saying things to you that aren't true, this belief, this underlying belief starts to get weakened and you have to question it and you have to look at it because you know not everything the typewriter says is true. Okay, now I want you to imagine that you're like feeling kind of confused (laughs) and you're like, I don't understand what's going on here. I thought that this typewriter was always just gonna tell me the truth and now it's saying things that aren't true, but then on some days I feel like it's saying those negative things about me that are true and now I'm confused. So you decide you're gonna have a brave conversation with someone else about their typewriter because you're trying to figure out if your typewriter is telling the truth or what's going on. And you haven't really wanted to talk to anyone else about their typewriter and what their typewriter says because you're a little ashamed of your typewriter. It's so mean. And it says like these horrible things about you. And it feels kind of like scary and shameful for you to like say to someone else out loud, like what your typewriter says about you and that you believe it. Like that feels like something you don't want to admit or you don't want to say out loud. But at this point, you're so uncomfortable because of the confusion of the typewriter starting to say things that aren't true that you want to resolve this and figure out what's going on. (laughs) So you find someone, let's just say you find Bob or Bobette, whatever. You find B and you go to B and you're like, B, Listen, you know how everyone has a typewriter on the side of their bed and it like types things every morning when you wake up and B's like, yeah, what about it? And you're like, well, B, like, what does your typewriter say? Like, can you just like tell me what yours says? Because <laughs> you're like trying to figure this out. And B is like, oh, it says I'm crap. It says I'm garbage. It says all these horrible things about me. But then I just throw the paper in the trash and I move on with my day. And your mind is blown. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) What did you just say? You just throw it in the trash? And B's like, yeah, like, it doesn't make me feel good. I don't like it. And it gets in the way for me. So I just throw it in the trash. 
And then all of a sudden, in your mind, you start piecing things together. You're like, okay, I always thought that the typewriter told the truth. And I started to get suspicious because it started not telling the truth. And now this person is telling me that they just straight up ignore what the typewriter says. What is going on here? How have I been living my life this way? Am I doing everything wrong? And you begin to realize as you talk not just to B, but maybe you talk to A and C and D and E, and you start asking them about their typewriters. And some people tell you that their typewriter says mean things about them, and they believe everything it says. And some people are like B, and they tell you that they chuck the messages in the trash and they don't listen. And all of a sudden, through these conversations, you start to realize like, holy cow, number one, everyone's typewriter is saying the same crap, the same exact stuff, like the same garbage. And you're like, I thought it was just me who had this horrible, shameful typewriter that was speaking these horrible, shameful truths about me. But every single person's typewriter is saying the same things. And some people aren't listening. And some people are. And the people that aren't listening are having a better time and they're doing better. And all of a sudden, you come home to your typewriter and you're looking at this thing differently. And you're like, I can't believe this machine has been controlling my life and like all these years. And then it finally said the sky is green. And I started to get suspicious and I started to get onto it and I started to investigate. And I realized that everything I thought about my typewriter and myself was totally wrong. And your paradigm of who you are is shattered because you know that what your typewriter is saying are just words. And you know that everyone's typewriter says those things and some people aren't listening. And you begin to realize that the things that your typewriter is saying are just sentences. They're just things and they might not necessarily be true. And you realize the more you buy into them and the more you believe they're true, the worse you feel. And this is how brains work. The typewriter is the self-critical brain. Just like the typewriter just types on its own. It's just the keys are just, you know, you don't need a person to type. It's just going. Just like it's phantom typing, our brain is phantom thinking. And just like this evil, horrible typewriter that says evil, horrible things about you, our brains say evil, horrible things about us and about who we are and how we've messed up and how we're not doing enough or being enough. And this is so, so, so universal. And people who have mastered mindset work understand this at a deep level and have taken accountability for their typewriter. And this is empowering. It is empowering to go to that typewriter and start shredding up the paper. And what is even more empowering is to wake up and after the typewriters had a chance to type out all its garbage messages about you, you sit at the typewriter and then you start typing and you start typing what you believe to be true. And this is like the foundation of mindset work. Step one is recognizing that brains just generate crap all the time. Not because you're messed up and you're broken and you're worse than everyone else, although your brain's going to tell you that you're different than everyone else. 
That's not why. It's just because that's how brains work. And some people's brains or typewriters are like really, really mean. And some people's brains or typewriters are less mean. And some people are really good at not listening. And some people are not good at not listening. And some people who have never done mindset work or looked at this, like don't even have this concept in their head that they could listen or not listen. They're just in the experience of the thoughts. But one of the first steps for building confidence and changing how you show up professionally is deepening your relationship with this typewriter. And the first step is not to just stop it from saying all these negative things and not necessarily even for you to do the proactive typing of what you would want it to say, but simply to notice it like a detective and become so familiar with it. Because what you will find is that the typewriter is not very creative. It repeats the same things over and over, and it responds to the same difficult situations that you are in with the same thoughts over and over. When you are in a difficult meeting, you probably have very similar thoughts every single time you're in that difficult meeting. And every single time you're in that meeting, if you're not onto the typewriter, you are buying into what it's saying and you are not feeling good and it's preventing you from becoming the person that you want to be. But as soon as you're onto this, because it's so predictable, you begin to see it like clockwork. You begin to notice that it's all the same. And now this requires a ton of practice and mindfulness. And this is a life long journey. It is not like you just find the typewriter and fix it, right? Our brains are wired for survival. So they're not going to like totally change and take us to nirvana anytime soon. But when you learn how it works and when you learn how the things it says about you aren't true and you really begin to lean into that trust and believe that maybe what I'm saying is true and maybe you can begin to separate from all of this and begin to see yourself in new ways, when you get yourself there, That is when everything can change because so many of the things that are hard for you, not all, but so many of them are originating with the typewriter. And as soon as you have the courage and awareness and practice to learn how to shred up the paper, you begin to have options available to you that you didn't even realize. Because when the typewriter is telling you all of these horrible things about you and how you're dysfunctional and you can't do this and you can't do that and you're gonna sound weird and all of these things, your view of the world and of yourself becomes really, really narrow because you become so afraid because you think there is something wrong with you. And if there's something wrong with you, of course you shouldn't speak up because you might show everyone that something's wrong with you. But when you begin to separate yourself from the typewriter and you begin to look at these papers with a critical eye and start shredding them up over time, then you begin to understand that you're just a person doing your best and you can take risks and you can speak up and it doesn't have to be perfect because you don't have anything to hide. You're just a human with a brain that tells you negative things about yourself. And it is that is such a hard experience. We have to have so much compassion for ourselves as we look at these parts of our inner worlds that tell us that we're messing up and we're inadequate and we're not good enough. We have to go through this process with so much love and care and kindness and compassion. But when we do, 
And when we do that, and when you have the courage to shred up those pieces of paper, the options for what you can do and how you can show up multiply. The amount of influence that this typewriter, aka your brain and its thoughts, has on how you will feel and perform in your job is massive. When you are feeling small and ashamed and self-critical and broken, you will not take risks, you will conform, you will keep quiet, you will not share new ideas, you will be scared of bigger, newer things. You will do all the things that keep you small, that keep you from getting noticed, that keep you from rising to the level that you actually are capable of performing at. But when you begin over time to understand the dynamics of the typewriter, know what it's going to say, learn to shred the papers, and eventually learn to type your own truthful and often empowering messages into that typewriter so that you can use your inner world to help you feel good instead of make you feel bad, that is when you begin to grow exponentially. And it's not just that you take scary action and that you get noticed, But you come from a place and a level of performance and a way of being in the world that is so much more sustainable because you are not coming from a place of, I am broken, like the typewriter says, so I have to do a really good job to prove to myself and to everyone else that I'm not broken. You're coming from a place of, I have thoughts, I have a brain, I'm a human in this really difficult human experience. And sometimes that human experience makes me feel like crap. And I also have the tools and the wherewithal and the self-love and the commitment to try to separate myself from that and do the best I can. When you come from that place, you're not so perfectionistic. You're not so afraid of failure because you're questioning the messages of how fundamentally wrong you are. And then your choice to show up comes not from a place of trying to prove yourself because you feel inadequate, but from a place of courage and trying to grow and trying to learn and trying to develop as a human, even if that means sometimes things are hard and sometimes you mess up and sometimes it doesn't go perfectly. That's all okay because you know that no matter what the typewriter tries to say about you after you mess things up, you know that you're going to shred it up and you're going to keep moving. So it's like when you really do this mindset work, it becomes this like spiral upwards, right? Because not only are you taking control of those thoughts that are telling you that you can't be part of the conversation and you need to hide and you need to be small, but also you begin changing the way that you think about yourself, your self-concept, who you think you are, because you start to realize that so much of what you're thinking isn't rooted in the truth. And so you become powerful, not just because you get rid of disempowering thoughts and replace them with strong, empowering thoughts, but also because you begin to see yourself as just a human with a normal brain and you begin to see that truly there is nothing wrong with you. And anything that you're experiencing, any darkness, any struggle, I promise you, you are not alone in that. That is why I started this show, because I had this profuse feeling like that this darkness that I was feeling and like this pain and this horror that I was experiencing in my professional life, I just, I had never, ever, ever heard anyone else talk about it. And I felt so alone, so ashamed, so like literally the only person in the world feeling anxious and stressed and shy and like not able to navigate like this environment and not able to have the success that I want. And there was a part of me that just 
knew like it couldn't just be me. And if there are other women feeling that way, you know, we had to talk about this. This had to be something that was normalized. We have to take the shame out of it. And what I learned in, you know, the time that I've been doing this show is that this is part of our experience, the struggle and these dark moments we all experience them. Some people experience it more in their professional lives. For some people, it comes out in other ways. But part of being human is feeling really bad sometimes and thinking bad things about yourself. And that doesn't mean those thoughts are true. And it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. And what's so important for your career is for you to understand the level of performance that you can get to when you start to address this typewriter and you really start to see how it's playing out in your professional life and where it's keeping you paralyzed and where it's keeping you from taking action and where it's keeping you small. And as soon as you start to do those things, it's like it's like a straw that breaks the camel's back, but in a good way, you'll start to do like little things and make little adjustments in your behavior. And those small changes can have massive impact on the future of your career because it's just these little moments that make up the collective of your experience. And it's those little moments of sharing something, of participating, of putting forth your ideas, of staying with yourself when you're presenting your work, even if it feels really hard. It's those tiny moments that add up over time. And those are the tiny moments where you have the opportunity to zone in to zoom in on what your typewriter is saying and to ask yourself if you want to believe something else. And it's not always easy. And I, I'm constantly forgetting about my own typewriter, my own brain. It's a constant remembering. It's like I'm constantly waking up from the dream of like what the typewriter says. But as you do these things and as you take a different action, even though your typewriter is saying stay small and stay quiet, as you do these things, your entire perception of yourself and your career and your professional environment and your potential, your entire perception of all of that starts to change because you see, I took the action that it was telling me not to do and I'm fine and it went really well. And listen, listen, sometimes you will take the action and do the scary thing and it will not go well. <laughs> and the typewriter will say, see, I told you. And that's part of the game, my friends. That is part of the game. It will always try to pull you down. And it loves when there's evidence that you messed up by not listening to it. And that is one of the sneakiest tricks that it has. But then once you're onto that trick, you're onto that trick. And your brain's bag of tricks is limited. Like they can be really sneaky and really hard to spot but they're not like super diverse. Like there are like two or three things that your brain will do to try to keep you listening to the negative thoughts and that's it. And the more that you're willing to do the courageous thing, which is act in a different way that your brain is telling you you can act, the more your entire world is going to open up to you. And that is what I would like you to focus on. And that is what I would like you to take away from this episode. I want you to identify just one thing that your typewriter says that you suspect is keeping you small and dragging you down professionally. And I want you to find small ways to test that out. So for example, let's say your typewriter tells you that no one likes you and no one wants to hear from you. 
And you really want to become better at connecting within your company because connections are one of the things that are going to drive you forward. To test the truth of what your typewriter is saying that no one likes you, you don't have to have your first scary step be that you email the most senior person you know and ask them to mentor you, right? Not a good first step. Start smaller. How about you email a peer for a coffee and ask them to teach you a little bit about what they do? And then they say yes, and you've proven to yourself that you can go against your thinking. And you know, they might say no. They might say no. Some people that you ask to coffee will say no, but that's okay because some will say yes. And you start small. And once you've done that, maybe you try someone who's a bit more senior when you're ready, you know, and you build your courage over time. And the fascinating thing is that in this example, it's not just that you're getting the coffee, right? It's not just that you're doing the thing, it's that you're shattering the entire paradigm and the entire belief system. So every time you do one thing that goes against your self-critical voice and that goes against the typewriter, it's as if the typewriter is printing a page that says the sky is green. And the more times you get a page that says the sky is green, the more you realize that the typewriter is full of BS and that nothing it says is ever true, right? So as you're doing these things, you're shattering the thought paradigms, shattering those internal models in your mind that are keeping you small. So you do that and then it makes you feel stronger for the next thing you're going to tackle, the next limiting belief that you're going to try to shatter. And that's why this is so important. It's not just about the outcome that you're getting, but it's about the change in how you view yourself and your willingness to test your own perceived limitations and do things that are scary and venture into new frontier so that your career can begin to take off. I can tell you right now of all the career advice that I can give you of how to get ahead and how to climb the ladder, if I had to boil it down to one thing, it is taking more action, speaking up more, connecting more, doing more, not as in like working so, so hard, but more as in showing more of yourself and who you are and bringing that out more rather than keeping everything inside. It's not working more. It's being more of you and taking more action from that place. And one of the best ways to start doing that is working with that typewriter of yours and seeing where it's keeping you small. So I would love to hear from you. Reach out to me and tell me about your typewriter. Tell me the crazy things that it's saying. Tell me if you want me to share my typewriter's crazy things. Or actually, if you listen to any of the essays that I've written, that is what my typewriter says. So my season... Uh, one of the season finales, I'm on season five now, so I'm losing track, but my essay called The Moment of Dread Before You Introduce Yourself to the Room, I talk a lot about what my brain and what my typewriter says to me when it is trying to keep me small and keep me from introducing myself with confidence. And most of my personal essays that I share on the show are things that my horrible evil typewriter says. And me writing those essays is a part of my mindset work, like that everyone does mindset work a little bit differently, but my writing is part of how I have that catharsis of like, oh my gosh, here's what my brain is saying. Here's what the typewriter is saying. And like, it's so not true, but it feels so hard. And here's what I'm learning. That's why I do that. That's why I write those things. And that's why I share them too, to show you my scary ass typewriter so that you can see that like, you're not alone. If you feel like a freak, I am a freak too. 
Anyway, in the show notes, I'll put below the episodes that are writing in case you want to see my typewriter. But I want to hear from you about your typewriter. So please reach out to me. I'm going to put my contact information below. And if you want to work with me one-on-one, if you're interested in private coaching, I'm going to put my website below also. This mindset stuff and this typewriter stuff is a huge piece of what I do in my coaching. It's not the entire puzzle, like I said, but it's a huge foundational piece because without that awareness of what your typewriter is saying and how that's impacting your behavior, you're always going to be at the mercy of it. And one of the fascinating things about coaching is that because we're also used to just believing our typewriters all the time, we're just in that mode and we get pulled back to that so easily. And the magic of coaching and the reason that I am coached and hire my own is because every week you meet with this person and you have that correction, you have that realignment, you have that coming back to the truth and re-remembering. And you do that over and over and over. And all of a sudden, it starts to change the way you see yourself and you see the world and things start to evolve and shift in the most beautiful, wonderful way. And you can do this on your own, but you've got to be committed and you've got to be willing to do scary things. And you don't have to do everything alone, by the way if you don't want to. I am someone who took a really long time in my life to ask for help. I hired my first career coach in 2016, 2017. And that felt like I was always someone who (laughs) was like, and I am sometimes really cocky. I can do everything myself. I don't need help. I'm smart, blah, blah, blah. And I realized that it's not about like being smart or knowing the answer. It's sometimes about evolving in tandem with another human who deeply understands where you are at and how to help you move through that to where you want to be. And that is the magic of private coaching. I will link my website below and just feel free to reach out to me if you're interested or just to say hi. I love hearing from you and you'll find other goodies in the show notes too. My free ebook, get my free ebook. It's so good. It's so much fun. And by the way, I'm cooking up more free stuff. So I'm really excited. I'll take some time because I'm still in the early creative process for that free stuff, but that is coming. And I think I'm going to close off here. I'm getting rambly (laughs) on the ramble scale. The number is going a bit high, so I'm going to close this off. Um, I feel so much love and affinity for you. (laughs) It's kind of a weird thing to say, but I do. Um, I hope that you're doing so well and just having a really good week. And I know like this is just a hard time in the world in general, but I hope there's growth in it for you. And I hope that you are being brave and courageous and doing scary things. And I I know so many of you are because some of you reach out to me and tell me about like these insanely brave things that you do. Like one person listened to my episode on money and salary and like the next day asked for a raise. Holy cow. If you have done something like that, You need to tell me. I need to know. I love hearing this stuff. All right. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. I'm signing off. It's time to go. I'll catch you in the next one. It'll be an interview. Bye.